Episode 2, Dulcet or Misnamed Piano. I'm Merle Riedel, and you're listening to a May 10th, 2006 podcast from the Kansas State Historical Society. Each quarter, curators select five artifacts for the cool things section of our website, kshs.org. With this podcast series, we take a closer look at these artifacts and find out the story behind the story. In the following interview, Nikayla Zimmerman, assistant registrar at the Kansas Museum of History, explains if a Hayes, Kansas man is responsible for inventing a new musical instrument or orchestrating a clever investment scam. Sing us a song, you're the piano man. Sing us a song tonight. Well, we're all in the mood for a melody. Good afternoon, Nikayla Zimmerman, assistant registrar at the Kansas State Historical Society. Um, it looks like you selected the dulcet to write about. So uh, I'm just going to ask you some questions, and you can give us a little info on the dulcet. Um, to begin with, uh, what is a dulcet, and uh, um, how does it sound any different than a piano? Well, like a piano, a dulcet is a keyboard instrument, but they operate a little differently. The dulcet looks a little like an upright piano, kind of like an upright piano with a harp stuck on the top. Um, as we all know, a piano operates with strings and small hammers that strike against the strings. A dulcet operates by a series of um, spring steel bands, and they have uh, cast iron balls on the ends. So whenever you strike the key, they vibrate. And that results in a different sound than what you get with a piano. A dulcet actually makes three different sounds. If you press a key, it sounds like an Italian harp. If you press the key and hold it down, it sounds like a mandolin or a little bit like a guitar. And if you uh, press the key and depress one of the pedals at the same time, it sounds like the chimes. So while it looks like the piano, it's actually quite different than the piano. You said, you said it sounds like a harp? Right. Did you say any kind of specific harp? An Italian harp. Okay. Yeah. Um, who is, uh, who's the guy who invented the dulcet? And um, who built the dulcet? Or was it the same guy? It was actually two different guys, but they were related. The dulcet was invented by Peter Bissing, and it was built by his brother, Eustace Bissing. Um, the brothers were part of a Volga German family, which um, they were of Austrian background, but their family moved to Russia and settled in the Volga, Volga River area. And then later on in 1875, they immigrated to Kansas and settled in Ellis County. His father was actually one of the founding um, citizens of Catherine, which is a small town just north and east of Hayes. So the brothers grew up in Catherine. The family later moved to Hayes, and they um, were actually of a quite skilled um, musical and uh, cabinet-making family. Yeah, Eustace was the was the cabinet maker. Is that right? Eustace was the cabinet maker. Okay. Um, how did the dulcet end up in the collection at Kansas State Historical Society? The dulcet we have is actually one of the rare artifacts that the museum purchased. It was not donated by um, an individual. Um, the dulcet was found in a secondhand store owned by uh, W.S. Bell here in Topeka on Kansas Avenue, and the museum purchased it for all of ten dollars. Um, at the same secondhand store, a year later, a private collector bought one for two dollars and fifty cents, which was a far cry from the hundred twenty-five dollar price tag they originally had. Um, did uh, did Mr. Bissing, the inventor, did he uh, did he get rich from this? Um, no, he actually didn't, and um, it's kind of an interesting story. 
The dulce set never really gained any popularity. There weren't a ton of them purchased. 50 were made and 40 of them were left over. We're not quite sure how many of them were purchased or if they, you know, ended up out in Hayes or or where they are, but 10 of them are missing. So, not very many of them were ever sold. Peter Bissing was actually the only salesman the company ever had, and so it was kind of difficult for him to sell many of them when he was the only one working. He actually ran a conservatory, a music conservatory, and gave um, violin lessons on the side. So he wasn't making too much money here in Topeka. And he uh, founded the, the Dulcet Company um, in 1913, and in 1914 he went to Chicago to open another conservatory. So he really didn't even give the company much of a chance. I see. So, Nikayla, um, let's let's just be real serious here. Uh, I've heard some rumors about the Dulcet that it was perhaps just a scam ran by Mr. Bissing uh, to steal investor money. Is this true? Uh, maybe. We really don't know. Um, Peter Bissing actually established um, the Orchestrino Company in 1907. He sold shares in that company for $5 each. And um, he had great plans to have a sales agent in every county, in every state of the United States, but uh, that never happened. And uh, he had plans to sell two other instruments that he invented, the Orchestrino, much like the name of the company, the Orchestrino Company, and the Tremolo, and then the third one, of course, being the Dulcet. The Dulcet was the only one that was ever actually manufactured, and as we talked about, not very many of them were ever sold. So um, that company maybe folded, maybe went bankrupt, we don't really know. In 1913, he took the board of directors um, from the Orchestrino Company and formed the Dulcet Syndicate, which was the company that then officially sold the Dulcet. And it, um, also involved in that company were 20 men and women from Topeka and Hayes. And then he abandoned that company in 1913. So maybe he was in it for the money, maybe not. Could have been a scam. It's a little fishy that he only operated it for a year. Right, right. What, what were the, name of the names of the uh, three instruments he invented again? The orchestrino, the tremolo, and the dulcet. The orchestrino, the tremolo, and the dulcet. The guy, um, not good at naming. No, no, not really descriptive at all of what no. the instruments did or sounded like. So if you, Nikayla, <laughs> could rename the dulcet, uh, what would you rename it? Right. Well, I think you could go uh, one of two ways, really, you know, be a little more descriptive about what the instrument looks like, in which case you could call the instrument the P-ARP or the Harpiano, <laughs> or you could go another way and describe what it actually sounded like, in which case I think it should be named the Charbolin. <laughs> That's a good name, Michaela. Um, well, thanks for giving us uh, some information on the dull set. Sure. That concludes Episode 2, Dull Set or Misnamed Piano. Join us in two weeks when we examine a polio leg brace. We'll find out exactly who was Miss Protection and whom was she protecting. This podcast is a production of the Kansas State Historical Society. Society.